up everyone and welcome to episode 12 of the Justin Insight podcast. This is the first of a doubleheader of a wrestling weekend. Uh, but first, the introductions. Myself, my name is Tim Birkbeck. I am a writer. I am a lover of films, music and wrestling. Uh, but most importantly of all, I am your body and vehicle through this here podcast. Uh, for those regular listeners, you'll know that I like to give a little rundown of what I've been up to over the week. Uh, but this week has been a little uneventful up until Friday, to be honest, uh, when everything kind of blew up. <laughs> um, I went and saw uh, Creeper, a uh, sold out show at the 1865 in Southampton, which was completely nuts. Um, it's weird to see how quickly they've grown in such a short space of time. I remember going to their first show at the Joiners uh, in Southampton as well. Um, and just ever since that, they've just been rocketed to the moon. Um, I remember seeing both Will and Ian uh, from the band in their little hardcore bands, uh, Our Time Down Here and Tight Like Strings. Um, and now they're selling out massive venues, so it's crazy. Um, uh, for anyone that follows Creeper, obviously you'll see the whole sort of callous heart, Creeper cult kind of thing, um, which can kind of seem as a little bit gimmicky, but honestly, seeing them live, they have created this cult and it's absolutely crazy. So yeah, that was really fun. Um, they were spot on live. Like I listened to the new record ahead of it um, and just every th- song was incredible fans singing along so yeah uh, if you ever get a chance to go see those guys really recommend it go check them out uh, yesterday i was in brighton soaking up the sun um as well as seeing my good friends in dawn raid uh, who were supporting venom prison um, and they were also really kind enough to record an episode of this show for me so that will be coming up in the next coming weeks so keep an eye out for that uh something else which happened this week uh which was once again courtesy of the lovely people over at alreadyheard.com um, was I got to speak to uh, the front man of a band who has kind of helped shape my musical uh, listenings, uh, my views on life, just, yeah, just kind of shaped who I am today a little bit. Um, I don't want to give too much away because once it's written and it's already on uh, the Already Heard website, I'm going to be shouting that out everywhere across social media, so you'll probably get a bit sick of it, but for anyone who knows me personally, uh, it won't be that hard to figure out who that is. Right, anyway, on to today's episode. Uh, we are in WrestleMania weekend, so that can only mean one thing. NXT TakeOver. It's kind of become a bit tradition now for a TakeOver show to be on the day before a big, uh, well, one of the big four uh, WWE pay-per-views. Um, so for all those wrestling fans that will kind of know that TakeOver shows pretty good to be honest and uh the orlando show which happened uh yesterday which would be saturday um was no different uh uh, so yeah i was um joined by ben Pittman and maz gambardella uh to discuss our thoughts on the event ahead of tonight's ultimate thrill ride which is wrestlemania um just discussing all the matches from from nxt takeover orlando uh and yeah we're just just getting into it really um as always with these wrestling roundtable discussions there are spoilers so if you haven't seen the show yet be advised there will be spoilers in this discussion so if you don't want to be spoiled i'd recommend turning off now but i'd like you to listen through um anyway i hope you enjoy our review of nxt takeover orlando and i'll see you guys on the other side So 
this week on the Justin Insight podcast, we are doing a wrestling doubleheader as we are in the WrestleMania weekend. Um, as always, the prelude to the big four WWE pay-per-views, there is an NXT takeover ahead of that. So we have NXT takeover Orlando uh, joining me to discuss things. Uh, firstly, is the returning Ben Pittman. Ben, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. Nice, nice to have you back. Yeah, man, it's good to be back. Yeah, and uh, sorry, I missed the last couple. Of <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, and welcoming for the first time, uh, host of the Bantamania podcast, uh, Maz Gambadella. Maz, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm tired, uh, slightly uh, hungover because I drank a couple of beers while I was watching takeover last night but um feeling all right um i just want to explain my uh situation last night i i got an alarm sorted so i could watch it and my poor girlfriend was sleeping right next to me whilst i was watching wrestling drinking beers in bed (laughs) brilliant what what a lovely lovely lady she must be she is yeah (laughs) shout out to pam yeah i would i would definitely be kicked out of bed for that so yeah, luckily uh, she puts up with a lot of uh, wrestling talk. So cool. So obviously we had takeover Orlando last night. Um, if I start with with you, Ben, what were your general sort of thoughts of of the pay per view? Um, a lot better than I had expected. I, I had really low sort of uh, expectation. Not expect. That's that's wrong. So I'd really, I really, I I didn't really care going into okay. it. I was. The, and, which is strange because usually I'm quite I'm quite hyped for things. I think I think that none of the matches really I felt like there was much in the way of, of a story to it was just kind of either continuation or rematch or the inevitable conclusion of uh, something. I don't know NXT's really storyline wise has, has has not been grabbing me. Whereas uh, yeah, it re- like it really sort of popped for me last night. I was yeah. quite I was quite pleasantly surprised, especially when I woke up this morning and rewatched it because I missed half of it through falling asleep. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Maz, what about yourself? Um, to be honest, I uh, going into it, I was kind of the same. I did I wasn't particularly invested with a lot of the storylines, but. Um, you know, I, I thought they did pretty well. It's it's just a shame because of all the previous NXT shows that we've had, it's had to live up to such a high expectation mm, now. Yeah. Um, but um, overall, I thought it was it was pretty good, but definitely not the best by any means. No, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We've kind of been a bit spoiled for choice with, with the NXT events, really. Um, and ever since, they've kind of been trying to trying to get on that and it's been a bit difficult but if we go into to the show itself obviously no is that her yeah sorry I was just, uh, <laughs> slipped over oh dear oh pam oh pam <laughs> oh, after i've given her such high praise and then she goes and falls over she's trying to get over she's just trying to get over um, but yeah, before obviously we had the opening match, we saw um, an incident that happened at Access, which was Sanity attacking uh, No Way Jose, which obviously meant that he was no longer going to be involved in the eight-man tag. Um, and then there was the whole speculation of whether the good guys were going to get a, a fourth man. Um, and obviously it turned out to be 
uh, Cassius Ono. Were, were either of you guys surprised that it was was Ono? I thought it was kind of obvious, an obvious choice, really. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. To me, it was quite obvious. Um, a, a big guy to go against a big guy. Uh, yeah, no, I felt the same way. Um, just because obviously, Ono had uh, the the match with Rude a couple of weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. Uh, it would have it would have been weird for him not to be on the card in some sort of way. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, another thing I thought I I actually had a slight premonition that it would actually be Kyle O'Reilly, but um, okay. uh, but uh, I think that was a bit um, thinking over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> way too over much about it. So but no yeah. it was good. I liked it though. They kind of they kind of served as like the the opposites to sanity, I guess. So you've each 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 member of that team really kind of worked as as like the the good guy sanity, I guess. you you they were quite well matched, mm. I would say. I wasn't uh, a big fan of their um, panda. I, I, was just, I was just about to say that. What, what did we think Whatever of the sad pandas? Yeah, I, I think it's you try something to look a bit menacing, you end up looking like a bunch of uh, pandas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Decisions in the back don't <coughs> often pay off. No, no. So if we go into the, to the match itself, um, for for me personally, I've I've been a fan of Cassius Ono for ages. Like when he was obviously Chris Hero, absolutely loved him. So really enjoyed the inclusion of him. Um, I thought the kind of the opening cut sort of five minutes with him uh, cyclone kicking. I think it was uh, might have been Eric Young just to make him look super strong in that opening brawl was really good. Um, yeah. But if I go if I go to you first, Ben, what what were your kind of standouts of, of this match? So I am a huge Sanity fan. I think that you know, especially since Demo's come in, they've really become a, a, a proper good faction, and that's that's kind of what what NXT needs a bit. They need some people to go around sort of beating people up, which you know they're doing, and it's good. Um, but saying that, I think that the, the the standout guy for this match was was Roddy, like. He's really coming into his own, and I think that this 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 match really helped him because he was, I think he performed really well in it. Um, and going against you know Eric Young and and the rest of Sanity, it, 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 it was really good. I think he he shone for the rest of the team. I don't think uh, Cassius or or any of the other the people in the the, the good guy team really uh, really shone for me. Um, mm. So I don't know. I, I quite like watching uh, Sanity go as well. Just being overly crazy and you know pulling pulling uh, that that mad face that they all pull. Yeah, they've all they've all got it down to a T. I'm really impressed. And um, Maz, what, what about yourself? Um, yeah, I thought it was a it was a great opener to the show. Uh, I think most most um, sort of pay per views need to have something like this, like a multi man with you know loads of excitement and stuff. And what uh, was really good about um, how it progressed is that. It leaves, uh, you know, people like Roddy Ono to go into new feuds going forward because I think it would, before this match happened, I was a bit sceptical about where, because they were debuting all these new stars, they didn't seem to have any direction. So I think this was good to get all of them into sort of new feuds going forward. Um, But I I agree, though. I think uh, Roddy looked really good in this, really strong. Um, 
Dillinger as well, I thought. I mean, he's so over. Um, and uh, it, it was just, uh, it was great. I thought it was a really good uh, opening match. Mm. And kind of echoing what you've both said, is I thought Roddy was, was a standout. As I've already mentioned, I'm a big Ono fan, so I thought him kind of playing on the whole knockout artist thing was was brilliant like some of the strikes he had were just absolutely nuts but one thing that i thought was quite interesting was the almost lack of use with dillinger i think like obviously as you mentioned maz he's really over but they were almost showcasing everyone else in this match so um if i go with you maz first do you, do you think that it's now time for for ty to go on to the main roster um I, I guess so, but I think NXT and the situation it's in now, uh, I think they need to keep him in NXT for a, for a bit longer. Uh, I think what would be beneficial to him is because it almost like it almost feels like they're doing the Sami Zayn uh, storyline with him in NXT at the moment, where you know he keeps he keeps trying to win and he keeps you know. Uh, getting the shorthand of it um so i think for him to go up to the main roster now would be i don't know i think it would be a disadvantage for him because he'd get lost in the shuffle so i think what they should do is put uh sort of elevate him now to that sort of uh nxt championship tier and um start you know because they need to use the benefit as of him being so over mm. i think they missed the boat like, I'll be honest with you, like, if you think about the Rumble, and you think about TakeOver at the, around that time, and you think everyone was like, yes, it's time, it's time to go now. He, he'd been, like, feuding with Rude, having those those big matches, and now he's just in multi-man matches, opening the show, not really featuring. I, I know he, he is over, but I don't know if that's because people like saying 10 a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I... I have sort of gone he's, he's gone off the boil for me really and you, when you've got people like um uh roddy strong and you've got returning people like uh oh no featuring so you know heavily and and being so sort of strong in a match like that even eric young like it's it kind of makes me think that people are going to just sort of he's going to peter out and go back to sort of mid-card obscurity again mm. uh, and to put him up onto the main roster at this point is sort of as you say it's sort of where does he go and i i mean i don't know what what the the sort of the future for nxt the championship picture is um i'm sure we'll talk about it later but i, I just don't i don't see dillinger in that picture and that's that's me maybe mm. well because i think one thing that's I've, I've kind of heard floating around is that they're the reason for bringing in the new belts is that they're kind of completely rebranding NXT in general. So it could be a case that he does stay there and as as you mentioned, Maz, plays the kind of Sami Zayn character of like he he's almost the nearly man, which I don't know if I, I necessarily want to see that, but I don't know. I don't really know what else you can you can kind of do with him. It's one of those weird situations really. Um but the other element of this match that we haven't spoken about yet was uh, the introduction of Ruby Riot. Um, she wasn't really someone that I necessarily knew ahead of this. Um, no. But but what did you guys think of of her inclusion? Because I think with her and Nikki Cross, it was just kind of 
they just scrapped and that was kind of it. They, I think one, they had one or two spots, but that was it. So, but Ben, did you did you like her inclusion? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a um, a, a non-starter really. There wasn't there wasn't much to it. Like you could have had that match as without the the, the two uh, women in it. I think you know not not being sort of uh, negating their presence, but I, I don't think that they were really featured as you say they only had a couple of spots and it was kind of like well you know Sanity have got uh, Nikki in it so let's put someone in I don't know it just again seemed a bit a bit sort of uh, pointless you, you probably might have been better off giving her a, a singles match yeah uh, you know Maz what did you you know go on oh, sorry Maz what did you think um, I, I I actually thought she did really well. I thought, uh, to be honest, I haven't been really watching the NXT shows uh, quite recently, so I, I haven't seen a debut or anything. Uh, I knew a little bit about her in um, in Chikara, but uh, to be honest, I thought she uh, she looked quite strong. Uh, I do agree that you know there were very limited spots that she had in this match, but again, I think this. Uh, can start off a feud now with her and Nikki. Uh, to be honest, I think she's about the right, about the same size as Nikki as well. So I think you know it. I think those two would uh, uh, could have quite a good angle uh, going forward. So um, apart from it being quite limited, I thought she looked pretty strong here. Mm. And obviously the the finish of the match. One thing that the 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 marks on on Twitter got annoyed about was. Uh, Killian Dane's obviously um, plantation, which is obviously his variation of Kenny Omega's One Wing and Angel. But um, I thought it was interesting that that Killian got the got the win rather than Eric Young. I guess that was kind of the obvious that Young would get the win. But do you think that giving Killian the 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 three count give, makes him look like the monster that he's meant to be? He's going. He's just been announced to go into the, uh, the Andre the Giant yeah, yeah. thing. So it kind of, you know, it's possibly well. This will get him a bit of exposure, and you know, this is. I, I guess it kind of story wise, it makes sense. It's for that. I, to me, yeah, I'm, I'm being a bit cynical. I guess it's business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I agree though. Uh, I think. Sh- I, I think that was probably the reason why, but then also they do need to, uh, to be honest, he's been built quite well as like a monster on NXT. So I think giving him the win uh, in this match was probably the best thing. What I will say as well, there was one thing that I wanted to mention. There was a bit in this match where um, uh, I can't remember who's the other member of Sanity. Uh, Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf, he came in and started moshing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that does that every match. It's great. <laughs> and I had I had legit go away here when he did that, and then when Hero <laughs> when Hero knocked him out, I, I did uh, I did chuckle a little bit. So I just wanted to mention it because it was quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love his like little mosh entrance thing. Like every time I, I see him do it, I'm just like I want to go to a gig with that guy because I think it'd be brilliant. <laughs> And and then we have I'm right I'm going to be very biased in this in this next segment because Alistair Black slash Tommy End Maz I've discussed this with you before 
he's my boy. I love that guy. He can do no wrong in my in my eyes. So anyway, we'll get into this. Uh, Alistair Black has his debut against Andrade Cien Almas. Um, firstly and foremostly, we'll talk about Black's entrance because I, I think it's got to be spoken about. It was pretty awesome, and I think all of us like who are within the the wrestling group on on Facebook enjoyed it. So. Maz, if I speak to you first, because obviously, as I said, we've spoken about it before. What, did you did you enjoy the the entrance? Um, I did, but I have a few gripes about it. Not okay. the entrance itself, but uh, this match kind of was. Uh, I don't know. Basically, I'm a bit worried for him already. <laughs> it's okay, only been his debut, but I'm already worried about him. Uh, the reason why is because. Uh, I don't want them to misconstrued his character like they've done with uh, Bray Wyatt because it, for me, it seems kind of it seems obvious what they're trying to do with him. They're trying to make him this like a cult MMA badass type guy, uh, and I, you could see that with the entrance. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm a little bit worried that he's gonna go the spooky Undertaker route already uh which i hope he doesn't i hope they they carry on with this this character but um the other thing i wanted to mention as well um i, I thought it was quite funny with the music because uh, i listened to the music and i could i could kind of tell he tommy and basically went to cfo money and gave them the path by bwp and said yeah. i just want something like this can you make it happen <laughs> uh but yeah um I thought the entrance was really good. Um, we'll probably go into the match in a minute, but um, yeah, um, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I think they could have done a bit more with it, to be honest, but, you know, him rising up like Nosferatu was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it, but again, I think they could have done a bit more with it. And Ben, I, was, I, was, I saw on the Facebook chat that you kind of went back and rewatched it. So did, did you like it? Yeah, so it's it's ridiculous, like <laughs> straight off the bat, like, and I kind of think that it could have gone, as you say, down that spooky route because at the end of the day he rose up like Nosferatu, like it was like a ooh, spooky man. But then, like, I remember watching it last night and this morning, and going, actually, no, fuck that. Excuse me. Um, he's it's really intense. Like, he, just it, obviously, you know, it's his debut and stuff, but you can see it. In it and I was like, no, this is great. Like, it, it, I was hyped, and again, I'm a bit of a mark for Tommy End, but like, yeah, it, it worked. And I and I think that it once you got past the fact that he rose up like that, and I, I doubt that they'll be doing that every week. Yeah, I think it's probably a yeah. Uh, it's it's like Balor when he comes out dressed as uh, Papa Lazarus, <laughs> yeah. you know, for special occasions. Um, but no, I, you know, I, I, I think that he'll, he'll be okay as, as long as they don't, as you say, go down the, the full Bray spooky guy route. And the match itself, I, I think um, me and Callan spoke about this last time we, we did one of these. Um, I think Almas is becoming, he's really underrated within the, the NXT roster. He's And obviously you can tell the guys down there, want to do something with him because they keep giving him these kind of high-profile matches. He may not necessarily be winning them, but he's 
each, each time we see him, I think he's improving. Uh, he's showing his worth within the NXT sort of realm. Um, and I think the kind of the opening sort of five, ten minutes of this, you could see that Black was a little bit tentative, maybe a little bit nervous being in front of such a big crowd on a live scale. And I think Almas did really well to kind of guide him through it. To And I think the turning point was when uh, Black did the springboard moonsault and then just sat down cross-legged. I think that was kind of the point where it's like, right, this is where the match starts. Um, but Ben, if I if I go to you, what do you, do you like Almas? Because I, I can't remember if we've ever spoken about it. But do you, do you enjoy the work that he's been doing, especially since he's turned full, full hill? Um, I, yes and no. So I I I appreciate it, but I, I just don't care. Again, like I'm I'm really probably again a bit overly harsh on him. But it does, I don't connect with that character. Yeah. No, and I, I don't even like dislike him. I just kind of like I'm a bit like sort of ambivalent about the whole thing. I think he, you know, he's a good worker. I, I, do, I don't know. I don't know what what it is that's missing or what what's not sort of connecting. Like it, he's not. It's not. I don't think he's taking it far enough. Maybe like you know, he's, he's cockiness. Um. I yeah. I can't put my finger on it, but. Uh, not um not crazy about about him actually unfortunately um and was quite happy to see his get his head kicked off, <laughs> so, you know but did you think that he he did well for for this match yeah he put, i mean he, this is the thing he's he's a good wrestler like he always sort of performs really well and like this is this is why i'm a bit sort of at odds with it because there's nothing that he's doing that's particularly wrong it's just that there's nothing to sort of hold on to, and I think that there's, you know, maybe that's there's a couple of guys in NXT that are a bit like that. I guess I, you know, I think, I think Ty is going to be in that position as well. And it's sort of like you can imagine those two just fighting like at every pay per view, and like maybe chuck No Way Jose in there for a bit of uh, dancing fun. Yeah. And then it, um, there there are certain guys in NXT that I just can't see, I can't picture at this point anyway, unless something something happens, sort of going places. Um, mm. And whether it's not whether it's to do with the gimmick or or anything like that, that, you know, there's there's nothing there's nothing bad about the standard. It's just there's the I want to be sports entertained and I'm not. Yeah, Maz, what what are your views on on Almas? Um, I I kind of feel the same way uh, about Almas. I do really like him, and I think him being a heel is way way better. Um, but. For him to, I think it was a good showcase for Alistair Black, but again, there's not really much behind Almas, so for him to win against him didn't really feel like a big deal, like a big impact for me. Um, So it was just a bit of a shame. I do like Almas, and I think him to carry on as a heel is... A benefit for him, but I think he needs to be in like an actual storyline now, rather than being the guy to showcase the baby faces at every NXT show. Yeah. Um. So that was my only problem with uh, with him going against Almas, and as well, I guess if if Almas is the heel, uh, what role is uh, Alistair Black playing? Is he? <laughs> I, I can't imagine that the 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 vampire. 
tattoo guy is going to be a, a baby face. No. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it seemed weird that they put him against... I guess the reason why they put him against here was because they knew he'd have some... Because he... Obviously, he was quite over on the Indies. They thought, yeah. let's put him against, um, you know, uh, a heel. But, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a... I think the reading reading the internet, uh, reading Reddit and, you know, watching the match, you can see the crowd being disturbed by apparently Block 220 being... being oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, I read that as well. Yeah. Crowd uh, wanting to get themselves over. Yeah. To be honest, the crowd really did annoy me during this match. Uh, it really took me out of it a lot, yeah. uh, which was a shame. And it's my one pet peeve about like smarky wrestling fans sometimes, uh, where they always try to get themselves over rather than the actual wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but the thing sorry, is, sorry, go on. Man. Sorry. Uh, the the only thing I wanted to add as well was uh, I was I think it was Brian Alvarez who was. Uh, live tweeting as well. The the way to I think the re, the way they should have got Alistair Black over is to just absolutely maybe not even put him against Almas, maybe get him against some sort of like job, but just destroy this guy. Yeah, because to have like a regular match is fine, but it just didn't seem there was much of an impact. If he came in and just like absolutely destroyed someone, you know, and then kind of. You know, sat down like quite ritualistic. I thought that would have been a bit more of an impact. Yeah, no, I yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, I think as much as much as I, I I love like Tommy Ends and Alistair Black. Like, I agree. I think there should have been. Like, I know we had all the vignettes and everything, but I think there should have been a bit more of a build as to what he his character was going to be. And I, I think you hit it nail on the head there, Maz. If you had him coming in for the weeks leading up to TakeOver, literally just coming in and just kicking people in the head sort of thing, and then sitting yeah. in the middle of the ring. It would have been so much better. Well, like, look at Kevin Owens' debut on NXT. Like, how long was that match yeah. against CJ Parker? It was, like, literally a couple of seconds or something. <laughs> he just destroyed him, and ah. he looked dominant. See, I hated Kevin Owens in NXT for that reason, because, I like, he was that monster. He was... You know, he was coming in and having these squash matches like every week, and I was just like, I, I don't buy it. I like, I want to see him wrestle, and you know, coming and doing a pop up powerbomb. So I, I kind of understand what you're saying about like launching black in that way, but I don't know if like I don't know. I, I think maybe you know if if you're doing a spooky gimmick like you know do a do a Undertaker lights out and he's just appears sat in the middle of the ring. And then, like, you know, interfering with people, kicking people's heads off. I don't know. We are uh, we can speculate about how <laughs> yeah. it's going to be done for hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, going go back to the Sorry, go on. I was saying, going back to the crowd thing, I think that possibly didn't help with, as you say, like, he seemed a bit nervous or seemed a bit like it didn't really get going for a bit. And I don't know whether or not that was, you know, if I've been at shows where the crowd are just, you know, like that. Yeah. And you can tell it really affects, it really affects the, like the flow of the match and people are just like, you're not actually getting into it because you're just cheering for the sake of cheering. Yeah. And if we, um, if we briefly go over the, the end of the match, obviously I think throughout one thing that I did want to mention as well was, um, Nigel McGuinness did really well on commentary on this, um, yeah. to, to kind of build, uh, Black's backstory to say, like obviously about the, 
the whole ritual side of things, the tattoos and everything. But obviously he kept building up the, this black mass kick that obviously was going to be uh, his his finisher. Um, but I really enjoyed like how they did it kind of almost execution style, like lifting him up with a foot and then just absolutely kicking his head off. So Ben, did you, did you, did you like that kind of thing? Yeah. I love to see people get their heads kicked off. <laughs> yeah. like, it, 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 it's always fun. Like it doesn't matter who's doing it. It's, it's, it always looks great. And it, it, it's really difficult to do that with, without actually, yeah, that's going to, hurt you if you, if yeah. you do that so yeah it, it's, I was I was happy with that and especially like the I don't feel like he destroyed him enough to put him in that position where he had to like lift him up with his foot but you know that's minor complaints yeah Maz what about uh, yourself but, yeah uh, yeah no I uh, I agree I think uh, finishers nowadays um, I feel like for them to have that impact I think you're right you know those finishers that need to be set up kind of uh, I think they're they get a bit lost with some of the newer crowds, whereas ones that are literally, you know, quote unquote, out of nowhere, you know, like a big kick or, a, you know, or a huge like forearm or something as a finisher. I think a lot of people really get into that because it could literally happen at any point. So I thought, obviously, his finisher was that his finisher's finisher on the Indies as well. Uh, that well, he has that, and um, he does kind of like the. Uh, Finn Balor double stomp off the top rope as well there oh, like his okay. team. yeah but yeah the execution style I thought that was really cool um, but yeah uh, like we've just been saying I think it was a it was a good match but I don't think enough to make a really big impact yeah and speaking of big impacts I think uh, general consensus probably the night of the uh, match of the night sorry the um, the three way elimination tag match um I just think straight off the bat, this was absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, you had uh, the revival of DIY sort of teaming up to go against AOP. Um, that just spot after spot were just phenomenal. And one thing that I did kind of mention uh, was that I know obviously AOP were the champions and they were in this match, but the chemistry between DIY and the revival is just unparalleled at the moment i think them them four guys are just fantastic um and i'd kind of be like i know everyone wants to see the revival move up but i i'd be quite i'd quite miss them to be honest especially after this match seeing them how the way they worked with diy and the way that they were so over with the crowd when aop won i think it's you've still got a bit of time with with revival down at nxt um, but if we talk about the, the match more in general, so Maz, I know obviously you were live tweeting this. So what what was your opinions of the match? Um, it was really good. Uh, it was probably the best match of the night. Uh, but then when you've got DIY and the revival together, you, you're always going to have a good match. Just to go back on what you were saying about how you'd miss them if they went onto the main roster, I do agree. And, uh, you know, to have uh, no more sort of DIY revival matches would be a bit of a bummer. But uh, I don't know. It's like how many more times can you do that match before people maybe get a bit stale to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I thought this was great. They, The revival and DIY just tell 
amazing stories and I think that was what was kind of lacking with a couple of the matches tonight was there wasn't a really good story going into it but this the opening spot when uh, all t- all three teams will face each other and then the revival and DOI turn to AOP that was amazing I love that yeah um, yeah it, I yeah, there was uh, loads of um, loads of amazing spots, but we'll obviously get into that as the match goes on. Yeah, and um, and Ben, what were, what were your general sort of thoughts of the match? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna echo you guys again. Just fantastic, like, uh, and to, to sort of comment on what you guys have been saying about arrival, arrival, uh, the revival. Sorry, uh, going up. I think that. I don't think it'd be a bad thing. I think that they are they are top guys, you know. And if you think about the work they did with American Alpha, like the matches those guys had were incredible as well. So I think that I don't, I, I I couldn't I couldn't sort of put much between the matches that uh, Alpha and the Revival had and the DIY and the Revival had. So I think that you know potentially if you were to see them on, on I guess SmackDown would be the obvious choice. Um, and like go, you know, getting some getting some good matches out of some of the tag like the, the tag teams going on there. I think I think it would be a really good thing for him, whether or not it happens. Um, but I'd be I'd be more than happy to see that. Um, I don't think there's there's very I don't think there's much more for them to do in uh, in NXT apart from like win win the championships again and lose them again to DIY after another great match at another takeover. And it's kind of like unless you have something like a ridiculous stipulation match. They, they've done a lot. They've done like as much as I think they can do. Mm. Uh, well, they're well, they're kind of stuck in a they're stuck in a weird situation here because if they move up to the main roster, like how many other teams are on NXT at the moment? You know, so if they keep them on NXT, there will be more teams. But then they've already play, They've already done those storylines. It's just it's just a bit of a shame because. To move them up now would obviously be amazing for the revival, but for NXT, you know, they'll have what three tag teams by that point. Yeah. Well, if we, if uh, yeah. Also oh, gone. Um, I I guess, but like I I don't know. I think I think that there's there's you know new people debuting all the time, and I think and I I think that it's probably probably for me, you know, I would, wouldn't see it as a bad thing. Um, and you. They'll they'll definitely have more people starting or debuting as as, as the months go on now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I wanted to sort of comment on was uh, how much every time I see them, authors of pain have improved. Like I, I, they're big guys, they're still re- relatively you know green as 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 they say, but the performances are great. They're they're doing better each time, and I'm really I'm real like obviously disappointed because I thought DIY were going to win because I thought it would be a great moment for them on WrestleMania weekend, but actually doesn't doesn't make that, that big a, a difference now, I guess. Like, and, you know, to have, have your monsters continue being monsters and it's like who, who and how and when are they going to get knocked off? It, te- it actually does tell quite a good story, Yeah, I think. I was going to say, just before you get into it, there was... Uh... About um, authors of pain, I think I do think they have improved. What made me laugh a lot is their their vocals, like when they're in doing spots. I I, I have no idea what they're saying. No, they're just no. screaming inaudible grunts and 
their facials are amazing at the moment. Like they've really got that down as like being these, you know, like monsters uh, just destroying people. Um, so yeah, I think they've improved. They've also improved their attire from last takeover yeah. when they had the veils or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a bit bit strange. The whole veils thing, but you know, I I agree with. Uh, um, the improvements of AOP, and I think that that because even though in parts they not necessarily looked weak, but because obviously you had for all four guys on them, um, but I think that worked really well was the fact that it had to take DOI and the revival teaming up to do the spots. So as as I was talking about, was obviously the the teaming with the shatter machine, the teaming of DIY's finisher, um, the the submission spot which keeps getting called back. Um, the bit where Revival were kind of at the side of the ring just shouting to DIY, like, keep on him, keep on him. And obviously the the, uh, the four-man powerbomb through the table bit um, was just ridiculous. But so what, what what were your kind of favourite spots in the match? So if I, if I start with you, Maz. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, that that spot was really good. I did enjoy that. Uh, I liked them doing the fit the the finishes uh, together uh, on AOP. Uh, that was really good. Uh, if I'm completely honest, I think the match kind of uh, slowed down loads when DIY got eliminated because um, it was quite fast paced and the storytelling was really good. Uh, I thought when it was just revival and AOP. It kind of lost a little bit for me. Oh, I don't know, man. When uh, when Dawson was in giving those uh, those super, those Germans to uh, Aiken or Razor, I'm not sure which one of them. There was there was, a, oh, there was yeah. a, a, a little bit at the end where there was just the flurry of stuff. And, and I was uh, honestly really scared for him when he did that suplex. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to crush his head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, think, but yeah. I think they've obviously done a lot of work in, in uh, getting the authors of pain to take Germans because uh, Champa and, and Dawson both hit a few. And yeah. they, looked really, they looked really good because it looks great when you do it on a guy that's twice your size. Oh, can I also just mention when uh, Champa was getting, uh, when he was getting that heat, uh, just like taking on uh, one of the AOP, uh, members of AOP was just amazing when he was on his own and he was just destroying him. That was uh, that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, and another bit that I really enjoyed was um, I can't remember what led to it, but uh, I think Gargano went to jump over the top rope, and the the AOP just used him as a weapon, like first launching him into Champa and then launching him into into the revival. And I think that as that goes back to what we were saying earlier, is that even though AOP get uh, a bit of stick for being so green that they are improving each time. And, okay, the, you can still see the limitations within what they can do, but each time we see them, they are kind of growing as a team. They're doing um, more almost, quote-unquote, tag team moves. Um, and obviously, both we, we saw them use both their finishers to eliminate the team. So, obviously, the last chapter and then the Super Collider to get rid of the, the revival. Um do we see that the AOP holding the belts for a long time? And because, as, as we mentioned, there's obviously there's teams coming up in NXT, but currently 
I can't see anyone kind of taking the belts off them. So what what do we see going forward for the AOP? If, if, if I start with you, Ben. I think sanity. I think that that's the, the, the sensible way for them um, is like having a bit of a feud. Um, sanity may, because sanity haven't really done very much in terms of, I think Nikki Cross and Eric Young have both had title shots, I think. But, They've not really like put NXT on notice, as as you say, and like you can imagine them going right. Well, we're coming for all your titles, and at some point you, you've got you can imagine the four of them all holding titles, yeah, um, and being like, yeah, we we are we run NXT, and that, I think that would be a pretty good sort of uh, story to tell. But I can imagine like Demo squaring off against them. Like I don't know if it'd be De- Demo and, and Wolf, like. Just, just coming in and maybe a bit of uh, interference from the other two and them taking the titles off them. Um, I'm, just, I'm thinking more storyline, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think that would probably make make some sense, and then and then you get sort of sanity involved in the tag picture as well, and yeah, I don't know, and then maybe doing a bit of the, the free bird rule as well. Yeah. <laughs> Maz, what about you? Um. Um, I think what they should do is I think they should keep the the belts for a while just to establish them as a dominant a dominant tag team. But I think maybe what they should do is like maybe go down the Asuka route, um, like like what we're gonna review in a bit. Uh, with Asuka and Ember Moon, they did not touch at all. Uh, they built Ember up for months and months without her even going near Asuka, and it made me personally made me more invested in the match because these two had been so dominant but they've never got in the ring together so what I think they would be a benefit for AOP is to start building up a team uh, like now um, to the point where they can actually challenge uh, authors of pain Mm. Um, and you know don't, don't let them touch maybe you know have them have a stare down or something like that um, I mean, potentially, I don't know what the situation is with um, uh, what are they call the mighty don't kneel. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because he he one of them's got the knee injury, didn't he? Yeah. So maybe I don't know when they come back. I'm not sure what the status is, but you know they could do like uh, if they do come back, do this like uh, overcoming the odds type of story with them and AOP. Well, I was talking about obviously building up a team that won't touch. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Maz, but on NXT uh, this week, they had uh, Heavy Machinery, which is um, Tucker Knight and I can't remember the other guy, but they're kind of two massive monsters. So that could work quite well, because if you have them building as the, the face team, but they're still two huge guys, and you have AOP as the Monster Heels, you, it's basically just going to be a giant Hoss match. Um, for the yeah. tag team title, so that that could be pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I mean. Uh, to be honest, I'm already invested in that because I've never seen it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, maybe that's what they do going uh, going forward. Um, but yeah, I'd say keep keep the titles on them for a while just to uh, you know uh, clarify their dominance. 
Um, and then, yeah, get them against a new team. And quickly before we, we move on, obviously, this was the first that we saw of the the three new belts. Um, Maz, I know obviously you kind of said to me, because I kept tweeting, all fancy new belt. Um, but you said that it kind of looked the same. But do, do we like the new belts? Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're fine. I, <laughs> I, I see what they... I see what they're, they're trying to do to, to reinstate like a new sort of uh, chapter in NXT or whatever. Um, to be honest, there wasn't enough of a difference for me to really... Not care. Care's the wrong word, but like for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is a new chapter. It just seemed like, you know, just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, I, I figure they did it because they wanted to get... Um, New champ like uh, men's and men's and women's uh, singles champs belts yeah. and have them look the same because I think they are exactly exactly the same. Yeah. To be um, to be honest, I heard that it was because of obviously what happened with Paige and stuff with that belt. I think it was a re- another reason for them to do it. To yeah. Get new belts and. To be honest, if I was Asker and I knew that had happened, I'd probably want you about so. <laughs> yeah. on to, to Asuka um, obviously her and Ember Moon going up for the, the NXT women's title and um, obviously Maz you touched upon there the build for this was really really good because we saw um, Ember being built as this really strong character obviously Asuka has been undefeated for over a year now and um, going into this I was a little bit confused because I, I did think well who's who's the heel in this because everyone obviously loves Asuka and everyone's growing to love Ember Moon um, but obviously we'll get into the, the match itself but obviously it became very apparent very quickly that Asuka was the, the kind of villain in this so to say um, but with the with the match in general I thought it was really well done Like the, the opening of it felt to me like an indie match because they were both posturing, they were both uh, they were level with each other neither of them could get the upper hand um, and yeah I just thought the first sort of 10 minutes of this match was a really good build to show these are both very strong women and either, like either one could win because I, again I think I did a I did an online Twitter poll to ask people who they thought would win and this was really down the line of who people thought were going to come out on top and I know Maz you said that you thought Moon was going to come away with the title Ben I think you said the same as well so one did you enjoy the match and two were you surprised with the outcome uh, we'll go with you Ben um, yeah I enjoyed the match it was uh, it was good to see him finally like face off really it's been it's it's been coming for ages since, since Ember Moon sort of debuted really it's like that's definitely the person who's going to take the belt off Oscar and then obviously it didn't 
uh, last night. But um, yeah, it, very enjoyable. Um, nice to see the sort of the the heel side of of Oscar, as you said, um, coming into play. Um, but again, I I, th- I think like you touched on before, saying they kept him apart and there wasn't that much in the way of, of, of story, I guess it, only in as much as these guys, these, these girls are both uh, like rock hard and will, you know, pan, pan the hell out of each other. That like, t- to me, I think you've got more of a storyline. You had more of a storyline with like Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and Oscar, like where they were like, just, you know, bullying her essentially and coming out and, sort of ridiculing her and attacking her and stuff. So that, that had more of a, like a story to it than, than this. So I, I don't know. Um, I'm obviously really invested in storylines. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maz, obviously, again, you said that you thought Moon was going to go, go over and win. So what, what were your views on the match? Um, yeah, I I did think Ember was going to win, but the way that the finish happened, it made sense for me. Um, to be honest, you were saying that you didn't know who the face or heel was. I I, I kind of felt that that was already established, even with uh, the last takeover with uh, Mickey uh, and Asuka, because she, she looked... She was being quite heelish even then, so um, I going into this... I. I think they could have built it a bit better, like agreeing with you, Ben, uh, because it seemed like they kind of did it at the, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand. But um, yeah, there was a lot of spots here where I was grimacing a lot because there was a lot of very stiff. They were quite snug in there. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Probably it was probably my second favorite match of the night. I guess because what with the sort of not seeing Asuka as a heel, I think because this kind of came across in the match as well is more the fact that she was just where she was undefeated, she was just being cocky rather than being a heel, um, and we saw that in this match, obviously like uh, sort of dodging uh, some of Ember's strikes, doing uh, being really showy with a hip attack. Um, and things like that but again with there was good showings for Moon I think there was a spot where she did um, a springboard crossbody to the outside which was which was really good um, but the one point that I did want to pick up on is as you mentioned Maz was just how stiff this was but there was a the German of, again we're going to German suplexes which is, I think we're seeing a lot more of but the German off the second rope, which I thought was brilliant. And I think that was kind of, for me, the turning point was like, oh, okay, Asuka's the heel. Um, can I can I just say, I think the German now is the new super kick. Yeah. I feel like that is one of the most overused <laughs> sort of moves in wrestling at the moment. It's quite funny now. No, no, I, t- I totally agree. It's, but I think like if you've got someone that can do it well, then it's it has the impact that... It's oh, meant yeah, to, definitely. but yeah, I think do do we like Asuka as a heel? Because as a we've seen her for a year for being this nutcase face. So now to see her being a, a cocky heel is that something that we're looking forward to? I think so. I think there's only so much you can do with with the uh, you know the, the crazy face, as it were. So it, it's it's just the next chapter, I think. And when you get when you get into it, I think. 
there's been a lot of talk about the uh, the, the Goldberg uh, title reign um, record and beating that. So I think it'll get to a point where it's like, yeah, we're super cocky, like super, super healy. And then somebody will like take it down a peg or two. Uh, probably coming out of the back of this uh, women's tournament that they're doing next year. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense, I guess. I, I, it's this year, isn't it? Sorry, not next year. So, you... so it's the end of the, end of this year, and by the end of this year, you could probably have somebody debuting who's coming off the back of that. Maybe not, I don't know. I'm just, my mind is wandering. So do you think that she's going to hold the belt until this tournament? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just, I'm just thinking about it now. I'm thinking because, because it's not uh, the 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 rain is a, a number of matches or a number of successful defenses, isn't it? It's not a days thing. Well, I think they have I, they have mentioned it in days. Have they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, because they've been comparing it to Goldberg's. Like, I mean, his his streak's been like over oversaturated so much it, it might be a thousand days <laughs> yeah. 200 days who knows but um yeah i think that's how they measure it oh and, i thought it was i thought it was in the successful defenses or you know i, I can't remember anyway sorry yeah, to be honest with wwe they they kind of manipulate the information just for it to yeah. sound more impressive um, just to go back to the, the match, though, what I found really interesting is uh, the commentators were really putting over uh, Ember's finisher, the um, the Eclipse. Yeah. They kept saying, like, how devastating it was. And I, I was kind of, like, rubbing my chin going, hmm, that's interesting that they'd mentioned that all night. Um, so I, I thought, okay, we'll see how this um, goes into the match. But, yeah, with the finish... Being what it was, uh, it it makes complete sense that uh, it happened that way. And to go back to what you're saying about Asuka keeping the, I'd say keep it on her another year and just have like some because I think once you get rid, if once you get find someone that can take that title off of her, it's gonna be, it's just gonna be insane. I think. Well, I think if we get. We'll talk about the because I want to talk about the the women's tournament as well. But if we we just briefly go on to the end of this match, uh, what, like what you said, Maz. Obviously, they kept sort of building up Ember, uh, the Eclipse, and um, we obviously we didn't see her hit it at all. Um, the one thing I did have a gripe with is because obviously Asuka pushed the ref. Why is that not a disqualification? Because I thought if you put your hands on an official, that's an instant disqualification. I know that would have still meant. That Asuka has the win, well, Hulk keeps the belt, but uh, yeah, for that aspect, it didn't really make sense to me. But on the grander scheme of things, I thought the ending made sense. I, I would have preferred her to have been disqualified because it would have still kept Ember strong and undefeated as well. Um, so I think that that was the only thing that I I didn't like about it. But uh, obviously, Maz, you've spoken about it a little bit. So Ben, did you like the end? Yeah. I mean, as you say, it's kind of it's kind of difficult because you you want to keep them both looking strong, and I and I, I think that it's probably um, going to lead lead to more things. I, I assume at some point we'll we'll see some more sort of uh, stipulation matches. And I think that's that's the way that NXT goes: is you you have these people face off against each other for so long, and then you you go you go in it you chuck chuck gimmicks at them, I guess. But no, I, I think it made sense. Um, 
and, and I, I take your point on board about how you could have just had the disqualification. Um, I think I think we've we all know by now that that's not always the case. If you put your hands on the ref, that you get disqualified. Depends how they yeah. want to play it. Maz, what about? I oh know. Obviously, you said you you thought it made perfect sense, but did you like how it finished? I mean, to 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 be picky about like how they do finishes like that, you know, about what's disqualified, what isn't. It's it's so difficult with WWE because sometimes, I mean, what was it the Sasha? No, it was a Bailey match with Charlotte where they could, yeah, where someone clearly... Sasha came down. <laughs> it's just. It, it just they pick whatever storyline that they need to just go forward and not really care about the rules. Like to be honest, I find it weird that you can put someone through a table, uh, or sorry, through the announce table, and that sort of disqualification. Yeah, I, I think that's bizarre. It just it doesn't make sense. To, like you put someone through a table for God's <laughs> sake. But yeah, um, yeah, the way that they did it, it it kept. Uh, I don't think Ember lost that much, to be honest, with the finish. Uh, I thought she still looked quite strong, uh, and it kind of established Asuka as a heel. And, you know, she didn't do that finish on Asuka, so it just leads to, you know, what will happen next time, you know. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I, I thought uh, the finish uh, made sense for me. And as I said, I want to briefly obviously talk about the, the women's tournament that was announced. Um for for one, are there any names that you'd like to to throw into the hat to see on this tournament? Um, and two, what where do you kind of see it going? Because obviously, I know we saw with the cruiserweights that led to two hundred five live. Uh, the UK tournament has obviously led to a UK champion and potentially a, a series down the line. Do we think they're going to have a women's only show, or is it is this just going to be a showcase? Um, so Ben, if I go to you first. I figured. I mean, I guess they kind of have to, given given the way they've been going with, like, the, as you say, the UK and the and the, the cruiserweights. It, it would make the most sense because even if it like they, they do it for like a series, you know, um, you'd still probably get more of them appearing on Raw. Um, it it kind of makes it a bit difficult, though. I guess with uh, the existing women's division, and then whether or not you you put them on on a separate show and have them like the cruiserweights just having a couple of matches on either Raw or Smackdown yeah sorry I'm being all hypothetical <laughs> stick them on Smackdown and just like have Smackdown as your as your A show that's, okay. that's my answer cool Maz uh, yeah it's it seems it's not very certain where they're leading with uh, with this tournament I mean to be honest I haven't really read too much about it as yet um, but I think because obviously you have women's divisions already, it would seem a bit convoluted for someone to win and then what title would they actually win? So maybe yeah. what they could do is maybe make it an annual tournament okay. uh, or something like that. Um, but uh, as far as uh, women that I'd be looking forward to seeing, um, uh, I guess... Um, as far as people in the in the indies, I'd I'd like to see probably Candice LeRae would be quite good. Uh, Johnny Gargano's wife. Uh, I'd also like to see. Um, hmm, I'm not sure what's going on with Gail Kim. I don't know if she's still signed to TNA, but I'd really like to see her yeah. back in the back in WWE. 
I'd really like to see Tony Storm. Yeah, I think for for me, uh, Nixon Yule is the one that I want to see because I think she's yeah. brilliant. Um, cool. So if we then move on to our main event of the evening, uh, Bobby Roode against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, can I, uh, oh, sorry, go, can go I for just it. interrupt quickly? I'm, I was a bit surprised that there wasn't a UK uh, championship match on this event, being uh, being like the night before WrestleMania. I would have thought they'd give them a match on well, this card. They can't, They had one at Progress, didn't they? So I think that uh, kind right, of counts okay. as it. Well, they had it, they had, it, uh, they had like a, a bunch of title defenses at Access as well, didn't they? Yeah, which we might which... see on on the network later down the line. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I totally agree because they've had them on NXT. You know, yeah. So, so I just it, thought it would have made more sense, you know, just for it to be, you know, in front of all those people and to be on an event like this so just like a showcase match or something would have been yeah. you know but anyway oh Kimberly as well Kimberly oh sorry. good shout good shout yeah she's good I like Kimberly um, but yeah one thing that obviously I wanted to talk about because we I matched it up as the the battle of the entrances but obviously Shinsuke's was a bit understated this time um, and they had a sheet yeah and and Rude's Bobby Roode decided to turn into Broken Matt Hardy, so I thought that yeah. was a bit strange. Uh, yeah, you could probably look into it a bit too much. I already looked into it way too much <laughs> yeah. just watching it. I thought, okay, this is happening, this is happening. Um, I compared, When I was on Twitter, I compared it to uh, Sting and Triple H at WrestleMania 31, where Sting kind of came out and it was like, oh, that's cool. And then Triple H came out like looking like Terminator, yeah. badass Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Sting's like, ah, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not going over, am I? Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, in, yeah, Nakamura's entrance was a bit underwhelming, but I think maybe that's uh, for a reason, quote unquote. Not yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, the entrances. I thought they were both quite good, but Roots was clearly the better one. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've got things to say about this this match and just generally the state of uh, <laughs> the, the, the title, the, you know, the the uh, the men's title picture in NXT at the minute, and I, I'm just a little like yeah, again, I just don't care very much, and you know. There's a lot of talk about how you know Nakamura has has really dialed it in um, uh, in NXT, um, and I think yeah, I, I wasn't. I I've got a lot of friends who were you know big fans prior to him coming to NXT. Didn't really know very much about him. Had really high hopes because everyone was super excited about it. And then it's kind of like, well, he's had a few interesting intros like uh, entrances and. He had a really good match with Sami Zayn, and it's kind of like, I yeah, probably have a really unpopular opinion. I'll get you know uh, exiled from <laughs> from the groups, but uh, yeah, like, and I think I think you know when when it comes down to people are saying, oh, it's the battle of the entrances, you know that that's not a good yeah a good you know you, you, you're not onto a, a good start 
in my eyes anyway, you think like it should be like, oh wow, well, you know, such and such cut an amazing promo, and I'm really, and they've just had like this rivalry that's been going on for for months, and you know, who, you know, what they're going to pull out of the bag, and it's like, uh, he's probably going to do like a, you know, a knee to the head, and the other guy is going to give him some fancy DDT suplex, and. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> Shit, shitting all over this before we've even got into well, it. To, to be honest, but I I completely agree. I was I remember watching Nakamura coming out and I was like, you know what, I'm kind of over him now. Um I think he's definitely overstayed his welcome in NXT and to be honest, I don't think they after the Samoa Joe feud, I was kind of a bit over him being in NXT. Uh, what what they the reason they brought him in was I mean if you look at some of his matches he had in New Japan they were absolutely insane and I feel like they haven't given him given him opponents that could match that kind of style which he's so good at because uh, yeah. like obviously Rude is a great performer don't get me wrong but it was yeah this match kind of went. L- way longer than I think it should have been and uh, you know Nakamura I don't think has really highlighted why he's so you know sort of character like such a yeah. great character hmm. did he ever get to did he like in WE did he ever fight Balor um, uh, yeah they had one match didn't they yeah I think so uh, I'm just trying my memory is terrible but like I think like an opponent like Balor would would work with him and I don't know I, I guess I think that there's like as you say people there's people like Sami Zayn maybe and there's 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 people who he'd work better with on the main roster and I don't think he's had that in NXT it's not been terrible in the slightest and I guess it probably has been a year a year of him getting into the WWE style more than him you know and, and also getting the, the audience used to who he is because I think it's the potential to be like massive, you know, because he is huge already. But like, it, it it could be like such a such a superstar. But it, it's just whether or not the the WWE are going to be able to, to work with that. I guess mm. you know, and I think I think it it he needs to be more sort of I don't know more flamboyant and more. Michael Jackson meets Freddie Mercury, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, like that kind of thing, and it and it's. I was, yeah. I was thinking about I was thinking about it when I was watching this match and then thinking about um, the the Alistair Black match and going well you know style wise you know they're both kick and knee to the head quite a lot and they've both got a very similar sort of fighting style but I was more I I I, got, I think I'm more impressed with with uh, Alistair Black's performance than I am with with Shinsuke. I, <laughs> When uh, when I did uh, my uh, show with um, I did a WrestleMania prediction show with Callan uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this show, and I said rather than having the rematch with Nakamura and Rude, I would have put Nakamura with um, Hideo Itami, and then have uh, Rude go against maybe someone else. Like obviously, this was before Ono had his match with him. Like put him against someone different. Obviously, I know he was entitled to his rematch, but I think having an exhibition match with Nakamura before he left, because if this was his last match in NXT, it was very underwhelming. 
Yeah, there's a lot of talk of that, isn't there? It's like people saying that I've not watched any videos or anything, but people saying that they, they, you know they had a bit of a farewell thing after the match. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I get that. Um, I think that I, I guess that there's there's not the characters on NXT for him to go against, and I think that like you can imagine. Uh, Nakamura versus Bray Wyatt, for example, like you want someone equally as ridiculous. Not that he's ridiculous, obviously. He's sorry, sorry, everyone. He's the coolest guy. <laughs> he's the coolest guy. Oh, I'm okay. still, I'm still salty about uh, about um, Tyler Breeze going up and and you know just being in a tag team and and although he is is working, I'm not going to get into this. We'll talk about this. Uh, in, in our <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. Just, just uh, his his work as Breezy Bella is <laughs> the, best, the best comedy that uh, WE have put out. It's it's amazing. Anyway, um, yeah, like I don't I don't know. Like I, I think that I I have not been convinced by and it, and I guess right. So I'll, I'll put it in the same terms. Owens like hated Owens in in NXT. Just like re- like had many arguments with people going, but he's Kevin Steen, he's amazing. And like, I was just like, well, I don't know. He, he's not do he's not doing anything. And Nakamura is not doing anything. And I think that if he goes up, if that, if that's what's going to happen, it, and I think it should, then he gets a, a decent program and he has some decent sort of people to work with. And I guess, you know, there's such a bigger, uh, roster, um, Going on up up on up, uh, up on like either Raw or SmackDown, mm. I think it would it would work um, better than than it is he has been on NXT and like you you NXT as and it's what we said earlier about storylines you know it is uh, you know everyone catches you on every time you make any comment about NXT but it's developmental you can't expect them to be like and it's like well yeah but also. They also try and sell themselves as, as as like a partner, as you know, like a you know a, sis, a sister show or whatever. So it's another it's another brand. So yeah. I think that storylines have been built, and you know, keep going back to Owens and and in NXT, but like Owens and Sammy, you know, that whole storyline was great, and obviously it continued through. Um, they have the they have the ability and they have the potential to do that. I, I, yeah, I just don't think that you, there's been any story told with with uh, Nakamura. No, that's I I do agree. Like that, he's Nakamura's has outstayed his welcome to an extent. Um, but if we go back to to this match in particular, I think it 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 was more of a showcase for Bobby Roode than it was for for Nakamura. Like we got to see see what Roode's all about. We got to see. Uh, his methodical nature, like the whole kind of attacking the knee, attacking the arm. Um, so that's the kind of way that I viewed it. If if this is Nakamura's last match, then I agree. It's, it may not be the best way to have kind of gone about it because for, for me, this was Bobby Roode's moment, not Shinsuke Nakamura's. Um, but the match in general, I think I preferred this one to when Rude won the title, I think that there was a lot more elements to it. Obviously, as I said, we saw Rude attacking the knee, uh, we saw Shinsuke attacking the arm, um, and obviously the build-up to the end where both guys were just completely spent. I really liked that element of it, but it 
I agree with what you were saying, Ben, that the, the title picture is kind of a bit lukewarm at the moment, that we don't really know what the kind of next step is now. Like, there's there's people in the NXT card that could go for a title, but there's no story or structure there at the moment. Um, so if we go into the match itself a little bit, Ben, were there, were there any positives in this for you? bad match you know they're both really good workers i i haven't made any notes because i obviously wasn't that invested um i i disagree with you i think i think that i enjoyed the previous match a lot more um where he won the title i think that uh rude you know like that there's that whole part where rude was playing possum and like you know all of that stuff and obviously then in the actual injuring of the knee um in that match i, th- I think that it, is, it was just a it was just a rematch. It was. It, it could have been. You know, there, there wasn't anything. I, I don't know. The, the drama wasn't there for me. I don't know. Um, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying try not to completely just sort of like. No, I completely agree with you, Ben. I think if they'd added some sort of stipulation, I think it would have added a bit more to the match. And I also disagree with you, Tim. I think the first match was way better than this. Okay. Um, uh, just because I felt like I was more invested in it, and I think uh, he, like Rude, did a really good job of, you know, again, like going for the knee and stuff like that. You know, this this match almost felt like it was the same. Uh, they went for the same things. You know, it just felt like the same match, basically, but not as good. Okay. Uh, what I, what I will say about Rude, what I really like about him is he has had a habit recently of like when people get their finishes on him, he'll roll straight out. Which yeah. I think is great. I love that about him, that he he knows how to manipulate his opponents in a way that he can get the upper hand without being not not like a, a smarmy sort of heel kind of character, but like actually very intelligent in how he goes into uh certain matches yeah and i get that's something that i picked up on was that when obviously shinsuke did kind of set up for his finisher rude rolled straight out um he did it a couple of times not necessarily just with a finisher but just kind of avoiding like strikes and and the the weird like shaky thing that nakamura does in the corner like (laughs) so i thought that was really clever but i i Going on to the end of the match, like I think the, this is why I, I preferred it to to the end because obviously the 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 first time round we saw uh, Rude hit the, the glorious DDT and that was kind of it. But this time round he had to kind of dig that little bit deeper and obviously do the tornado version, which did look a little bit awkward. But it kind of I, I don't think it really added that much to it. To no, be okay, that's just. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like a bit of a oh, a little spin as well, just to get a little swagger. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It kind of, yeah, it didn't really. It didn't feel like a finish in my eyes for some reason. I'm not sure why. No, that's that's fair enough. Um, but obviously, we've spoken kind of about the the state of the the NXT title, so to say. Um, so. Guys, if I can ask you, where do we kind of see this going next? So, 
who who do you who would you like to see challenge Rude next? If I, Ben, if I go with you first, who would I next to say again? Sorry, I missed the Who would I like you? To, oh, sorry, who would you like to see Rude uh, challenge Rude next? Because he's, you know, he's my favourite singles guy in the uh, in, in NXT at the minute, Roddy Strong, and that's that's just purely from my own, my own. No, that's and doesn't make doesn't make any sense storyline wise, but you know. No, that's fair enough. What, Maz, what about you? Well, um, I think it's probably there's one thing we didn't mention about this show that uh, happened was uh, oh, the Drew. arrival of Drew McIntyre. Completely forgot about Drew. Had it in my and notes and everything. I I effing called this like weeks ago. I said he's gonna turn up. He's gonna be sat in the front, and I was a bit skeptical at first because obviously he's still the what culture pro wrestling champion. Mm. But I I saw him at the front. I was like, that's it. That's the next. That's the next feud going forward. Yeah. He's I don't got. He's got momentum. Uh, just from his stuff from the Indies and stuff like that. I think if they keep him dominant if they like build him up i think him and rude at the next uh pay-per-view uh i think will be really good yeah i I don't think you should worry too much about what what culture uh have going on (laughs) well they apparently they didn't even know he was going to be there which i think is quite funny yeah Yeah, they were they were tweeting during the night they were like uh in like the 2000th aisle and they were like oh Oh, Galloway's here. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so that was quite interesting. But um, to be honest, with his contract negotiations with TNA, um, I don't think it really was an issue with what culture. Like he would just do. I don't know what his deal with deal is with them as far as him having a contract. I think he just comes in like per appearance. So yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, I guess we'll see in the next coming. Because he said uh, in, I don't know if you saw that YouTube video, but he said that he has signed a contract with NXT or whatever it may be. So oh, okay, I haven't uh, seen that. Yeah, so I'm not sure what he'll do with. He'll probably drop the what's WCPW title at some point. Um, yeah, yeah put, I it think... the, put it in the bin, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh come on, they're not that bad. <laughs> it's just uh, fun. I'm just yeah. having fun, Maggle. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that will probably be the next food going forward. Because again, this was a weird pay per view because no no titles changed during this no. pay per view either, um, and they didn't really establish any new storylines going forward. I guess they did with sanity to an extent, but apart from that. It just felt like um, a bit of a just a showcase, yeah. you know, for NXT. Yeah, um, a house show. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as a house show, <laughs> yeah. of course. Um, but yeah, I just think it kind of shows how not bad, but what kind of state NXT is in currently. Like they've got yeah. the talent for sure, definitely. But I don't think. You know, as far as storylines go, they've really got there yet. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was NXT that got me back into wrestling, and it was a few years, a couple of years ago, uh, TakeOver Arrival, and it was um, Sami Zayn versus uh, Neville. Uh, and I hadn't watched, I hadn't, like, I'd, I'd been out of wrestling for a bit, and I watched this match. My mate went, like, you know, watch this, this is great. And I watched it, and I just went, yep. And I was fully back in straight off the bat, and I'm like, and whenever anyone asks me about wrestling or why I watch it, I just show them that match and they go, oh, actually, that's killer. Like, I understand now. Um, and I just didn't get that. And I've not been getting that from NXT for a while. And I'm, I'm more kind of like, you know, it's, I know it's WrestleMania weekend and everyone's super hyped. But, like, I, I, I have been in previous years really excited to take over. I mean, yeah. think about take over... Um, Brooklyn was it Brooklyn yeah like that was great like that was absolutely great and I just don't feel like you've got that I mean most mostly because a lot of the, the talent is over and now on the main roster but I don't know they've, they've been in the world I think NXT's been in the wilderness for for a good six months and um, yeah they need to do something <laughs> I think I think the brand split was a big issue for them as well because it seems at the moment that even if if any, I think I was saying to saying this to Callan that as soon as anyone gets you know a slightly established in NXT or gets a slight pop in any regard they'll just move them out which has really declined their progress in NXT which is why I think we're in the state that we're in now where. I mean, they're still in the building process, you know. They, no one's been particularly established that good because mm, yeah. they've only, you know, because I mean, you've got Roddy and Cassius and stuff like that. They still need to get them to a point where you know people are really, really invested in them, and they're on the right track, definitely. But it's just got to take a bit more time. I think that I think that's it. Exactly what you said is the is the lack of investment. In, in like you know in the characters in the, in the you know in the teams or something and I think that you've got that with DIY you've got that with the revival I don't know who else you've got that with in NXT at the minute like yeah. Oscar because you know it's it's Oscar but like I, I don't know I really don't know and I I don't I, I don't feel like you've got that character with anyone or or like yeah. <laughs> That's I, I, I just yeah I've, I've, I've tried not to just be completely negative about it like I, and I think that it's not a, it's not a bad thing I, I, you know it's, I still watch it and it's still fun to watch and it's good wrestling but I, well I mean let's be honest like when we when all three of us started watching NXT I mean we didn't really know those characters it took us a while to get us invested in them but it but we did get invested in them and like what you're saying Ben with that Sami Zayn Neville feud was absolutely unbelievable like they told such a great story and I think they have the opportunity to it's again you've got to get invested with these characters and you know we're just at the start of it right now Um, so hopefully within a year None of them have been moved up yet. Yeah, we still got them in NXT. So how long? How long? How long has Rude been in it? Like Rude was in. The, it, well, he the, appeared the last year, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. And, and Nak- Nakamura had his match last year with Sami. So, but that's it. Like you know, I 
you've you've had a year to to get yourself sort of to get invested in these guys, and like you know. Rude was very lucky that Glorious came along. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Seriously though, that's that's made him like people have gone. Yep, and he, you know, he's still great, and I'm not, I'm not taking that away from him at all. But like that has helped him become more than more than just like a, a solid wrestling guy. Yeah, because if he had just like a generic like riff intro, it, I don't know. He would not be in the position. He would not have been headlining no. that pay per view if he didn't have that uh, intro. No, no, I, I totally agree. Um, guys, I'm going to have to to wrap up a little bit because I'm actually going to go see Ghost in the Shell with my brother. So, um, if we end on what your your highlights of of the the pay per view were. So, if I go with mine first, so uh, my personal highlight was seeing. Uh, DIY and Revival team up to do each other's finishes because when I saw Champa lift up whichever member of the AOP it was um, and then see Dash Wilder hit the Shatter Machine, I literally went holy fuck! So that was my, that was my standout moment of of Orlando. So uh, if we go with you, Maz, what was yours? Uh, my highlights for this event was yeah probably the three way tag team match that was amazing um i also obviously enjoyed the emma moon asuka match uh a bit disappointed about um alistair black's debut but again we've still got time and um yeah i thought the opening match had some great spots um so yeah i'd, I'd say this whole event was a definite yeah <laughs> a definite yeah <laughs> Um, ben, yourself? Uh, I really enjoyed Charlie Caruso on the pre-show, keeping Sam Roberts and uh, Nigel McGuinness in order. Uh, also, Nigel McGuinness uh, wearing his Blue Peter badge, that was definitely yeah. a highlight. Uh, but, but, but seriously, um, yeah, Alistair Black's uh, spooky Undertaker-esque sit-up and intro and... Um, the, the revival just the revival all day long like i, I like diy but the revival perfect right Top so guys. guys thank you very much for for joining me um we will reconvene tomorrow after the ultimate thrill ride that is wrestlemania oh my God. <laughs> have you seen the set yes it's incredible yeah i can't wait I'm, I'm i'm gonna see how many times i can get that phrase in tomorrow so i'm gonna keep a tally okay yeah, I... you it's a drinking game yeah. yeah. Please be gentle with me tomorrow because I'm definitely going to feel rough. All right, cool. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. All right, okay, see you later, Tim. folks that was nxt takeover orlando uh and in my opinion was a perfect setup for what is going to be the ultimate thrill ride tonight um after we stopped recording ben actually tagged me uh on in a post on facebook uh mentioning that he'd forgotten to talk about billy Kay and peyton royce being on the pre-show uh just being absolutely fantastic talking about obviously uh the eclipse from ember moon that uh, billy Kay received um and yeah so he'd said just wanted to shout that out for people who hadn't seen it on the pre-show to, to go out and find it.
um, on a different note, um, I forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but um, had some really awesome feedback from people uh, regarding the Devil Soul to Soul episode, uh, which I really appreciate. And as I mentioned when I put that one out, it was something that I was really happy with, um, really happy with how everything went. So yeah, um, great to have that feedback. Great to to have you guys listening and. The more uh, this show gets spread around means the more I can do awesome interviews with bands like Devil's Soul to Soul and we can continue these little wrestling chats. Um, uh, back to wrestling. Sorry, lost my train of thought then. Um, ahead of tonight's WrestleMania, uh, we're running a little prediction poll over on, on Twitter. So if you want to place your predictions for tonight's event, if you follow us over at Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight, um, and there's several little polls for all the different matches on there. Um, so yeah well have a little little vote on that and what as usual be live tweeting the event uh but anyway hope everyone enjoys wrestlemania tonight um let us know your thoughts by using the hashtag jaipod um and i'll see you soon for part two of this wrestling weekend <laughs>